0: Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of Epip, and today the Gospel is from Luke chapter 9. And the Gospel today is about how the Lord Jesus Christ, He blessed the five loaves and the two fish, and then fed 5,000 men. And this miracle was clearly, clearly a big event and a really big deal, (laughs) In the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it's one of the few miracles that's mentioned in all four Gospels. So today I want to share a few meditations on this amazing miracle. Specifically, I want to meditate with you on the responses of the disciples to the Lord's request. The response of the disciples to the Lord's request. Because we see from the disciples that they answered in three different ways. Three different ways. When the Lord said, "Let's do this miracle," the disciples responded in three different ways, and I think they reveal three types of personalities. The first personality is the one that says, "It's not my responsibility. It's not my. Not my. Who cares? Had they had someone else to deal with this problem." Someone else should take the responsibility. That's the first type of personality. The second type of personality is, it's my responsibility. I feel it a little bit. But really, I can't do anything about it. It's too big, too many people. I don't have the resources to do anything. I care about it, but uh, I just can't do anything about it. It's just kind of in my head. The third, per- third personality It's my responsibility. And even if I don't have the resources to do anything, I can offer even just a little. I can offer just a little. And even if I offer just a little, like the idea is that what is that even among so many? So, that one thread that's common in all of these uh, personalities is sometimes we deny the true power of God. We deny the true power of God. And unfortunately, these days, it's not even about the power of God. I wish it was just the power of God. Nowadays, it's the reality of God. We don't even feel that God exists with us. That's why the psalm was so nice today. It said, The Lord is near to those who trust in Him. The Lord is near to them. It's real. He's next to you. He can do these powerful things. Our God is a God of wonder. He's the God that can do the impossible. He conquered death. So nothing is difficult for Him. He gave the barren women. He gave them children. The sick, He healed them. The wicked ones, the evil ones the ones that seem like there is no hope for them, the ones who don't care about any of Jesus or talk, this is just nice talk, there is hope for them. He sanctifies those people. Nothing is impossible for God. So we need to agree on that before we discuss the three personalities. you agree with me on that? Let's talk about the three personalities. And judge for yourself which one of the three personalities you are. The first personality is seen in all of the gospel accounts. It's the one that said, it's not my responsibility. Let somebody else worry about this. It says, when the disciples came to the Lord, they said, this is a deserted place. We're in the middle of the desert. And the hour is late. That is too late. Send the multitude away that they can go into the towns and lodge and get provisions and buy themselves food. So the disciples were saying in other words the disciples are saying these people aren't our guests. We didn't invite them, Lord. We didn't do and you're the one that called us into this wilderness. We didn't invite them here. We don't have any obligation to fulfill their needs. It's not my job. It's not my job. They came here on their own accord. It's their responsibility. But the the Lord Jesus Christ was not happy with their response. And he told them, he said, no, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. So he said, they tried to say, it's not our responsibility. He said, no, 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 no. It's your responsibility. You will give them something to eat. And this is our responsibility. Oftentimes we want to wash our hands of responsibility. Pilate, what did he do? He had the Lord Jesus Christ standing in front of him. He said, I'm going to wash my hands, not my This blood will be on you. Wash the responsibility on other people. We like to pawn off responsibility. Husbands, we like to pawn responsibility to our wives. Or maybe vice versa. Maybe parents like to pawn responsibility to the servants and to the church. Or maybe the other way around, servants want to pawn responsibility back to the parents. and everyone is trying to push responsibility in every different way. How about each one of us takes the responsibility that God gave us? How about each person take the responsibility that God gave us? Don't try to get out of responsibility. Solomon, the wise, he wrote in the Proverbs, he said, Don't hesitate to rescue someone who is about to be executed unjustly. You may say that it is none of your business. You may say it's none of your business. But God knows and judges your motives. He keeps watch on you, he knows. And he will reward you according to what you do. John the Baptist, when he saw Herod was a taking the wife of Phil and was about to do some corruption. Did he say, it's not my responsibility? It's his own business. Let the king do what he wants to do. He can marry, he can adultery, he can do... He can commit fornication. Who cares? Outside? No, he felt it was his responsibility to fight for the integrity, for, to, to fight for the morality of society. Our knowledge, our knowledge as Christians, into Christians... Our knowledge as Christians makes us responsible. Makes us responsible. And because we have been given knowledge, we will be more responsible. We will be even more responsible than those who don't know. So everyone should take that to heart. In Luke 12, it speaks about the irresponsible servant. The one not responsible. And the irresponsible servant, the master gave responsibilities to the servant... It's like a, any company, you have an employee, and you give him responsibility, and then the master leaves, or the boss leaves, and then what do they do? They start playing on their phone all day, and da and kullu, ita. would be a wicked, lazy servant. Be a wicked, lazy servant. And the Lord rebukes the wicked, lazy servants. And says, the master of the servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him, and an hour when he is not aware, and will cut him in two, and appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And that servant who knew his master's will, and did not prepare himself, the one who had the knowledge, says, I know I was given this and this and this to do, and I didn't fulfill it. He says, and did not prepare himself according to his will, he shall be beaten with many stripes. But he who did not know, yet committed things deserving of strife shall be beaten with few. So each one will be beaten. (laughs) Sorry, tough message today. But the idea is that each person who has responsibility, it will be measured to them. Parents, I wish you demonstrate love to your children. Parents, demonstrate the love to your children. Servants, show the power of God to your youth. Show the power of God to your youth. Youth, convince your friends that the peace of God is above all understanding. When they think peace can be in all these other places, and show them that the peace of God is only, like, is unattainable from all the things in this earth. I want us all to realize that we are a church. And because we are a church, each person has responsibility. We're all the one body of Christ. We have responsibility. The second personality. The second personality feels responsibility. I feel the responsibility. But I can't do anything. Because this issue, this problem, this mm, responsibility requires resources that I don't have. And when the Lord put the burden on the disciples and said, No, you will feed them. They're not going anywhere. This is on you. The disciples, they replied, they said, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that everyone may have a little. They said, okay, Lord, we care. Okay, fine. You want me to care? I care. But now, even if I had 200 denarii worth of bread, it wouldn't even do anything. There might be two scenarios in which we might have this personality. The first scenario... Where we might have this personality is when we feel like we're in a hopeless situation. Feeding 5,000 men is not an easy task. Ask any of the tons who prepare for azumas and they, it's a lot of work to prepare for 10 people. Now imagine 5,000. It's not easy. So this looks like a very difficult task, very daunting. Of course it seems limiting. But a Christian should never be without hope. A Christian should never be without hope. A Christian without hope would be like a painter without a brush. He can't do anything. (laughs) How can a painter operate without a brush? A Christian without hope is like a painter without a brush. He's just standing in front of a portrait, doing nothing. He can just think about what the art is, but can't do anything. So Christians must have hope. Hope is what inspires us and moves us forward in the path of godliness. There will be setbacks. There will be difficulty. But these difficulties, they should make us better, not make us bitter. They should make us better, they should not make us bitter. The challenges make us better, not bitter. One of the beautiful things that the Lord Jesus Christ said to the church in Philadelphia, He said, I have set before you an open door. And no one can shut it. I remember in college, when we had uh, office hours, there were some professors, they have what's called open door policy. Open door policy, is that the professor can sit in his office, if you see the door open, come, learn, take a, ask questions, do what you want. The door is open for you to come in. The Lord Jesus Christ says, I have set before you open door door is always open, no one can shut it, no one can take away your hope, all you have to do is come to the professor's house, or his office, not his house that door is closed come to the professor's office and that door is open and he will he will help you the second scenario that we might say I feel the responsibility but I can't do anything is Is when we say, like, we feel the responsibility, we just carry the responsibility now just to ease our conscience. Like, oh, I care about this and this and this, but I don't want to do anything about it. I care about so and so and so and so and so, but I can't do anything about it. This, nowadays, is called virtue signaling. (laughs) Are you familiar with the term virtue signaling? Virtue signaling is the action or practice of publicly expressing opinions or sentiments intended to demonstrate one's own goodness or character or moral correctness on a particular issue. But then if I ask you, are you willing to do this, 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 or this to help on these issues? Totally. No, (laughs) I don't want to be involved in anything like that. Or I would like to be involved, but then you won't like do anything. It reminds me of one of the criticisms of the Lord Jesus Christ to the Pharisees. Do you remember one of the criticisms that the Lord Jesus Christ said to the Pharisees? He said, They bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders... But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. I mean, I'm sure the Pharisees, they cared, and, and all the uh, righteous. and we, But then they won't touch the problem with one of their fingers. Can you imagine? One of their fingers. This is a big problem in today's society. It's great that we demonstrate we care. It's demonstrate we want to show that we have responsibility. It's amazing. But don't stop there. Touch it with your finger. Carry the burden with your finger. When we like, don't let the excuses, oh I have work, oh uh, we don't have the resources, oh, uh, you know, and like maybe we really don't have resources, but we can still make moves. We can still touch it with a little bit of our finger. We can start something. I would encourage all the people who feel responsibility, I'm encouraging you to drop the phones, drop the fingers, and to do something. Really. I would really encourage everyone to do something. That would be great. That would be awesome. Take the responsibility, do it. Do it. Don't just speak about it. The third personality is, it's my responsibility. I can offer the very little, even if I don't have resources, I'll offer just al you know, just the crumbs, and I will. That will be, thank God. This is inspired by what Saint Andrew said. He said there is a lad who has five barley loaves and two small fish. Of Saint Andrew, there's five thousand men. what had the He has five loaves and two fish. What's that going to do for all of this? Saint Andrew just said, "This is all. This is all I found." <laughs> And all of this. This is all I found. We have to have this mindset. We come to the Lord with whatever little we have to offer. And the Lord blesses. The Lord multiplies. The Lord can do wonders with it. It reminds me in Matthew chapter 10. The Lord says, Whoever gives these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. You shall by no means lose his reward. Something as simple as cold water. It be cold water, you won't lose a reward in heaven. Allah. So wonderful. The little that you offer God like oh, so happy with it. The disciples, the disciples and the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ, they were like the five loaves and two fish. They are what? <laughs> 12 and 70 and they went and preached to the whole world and filled a multitude with Christianity and their teaching. The little often can make a big impact on, on the masses, on the, on the public. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ, He even said that the laborers are few, right? He said, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. God loves to work with the few. The little that he has, he can do multitudes with them. I was thinking about the the small. Who's the small? Like David was the smallest among his brethren. He's the little shepherd boy. And he's the one that conquered Goliath. Joseph. Who was Joseph? The youngest among his brethren. He became Pharaoh. God loves to use the few for the for the salvation of many. You see that? Gideon, with 300 men, very few, the feet keda, conquered a hundred thousand men. God always takes the little and multiplies it and makes it powerful. The other interesting lesson, the last lesson, I promise, the last lesson is that oftentimes God works little by little. Little by little. Some people say, ah, this is too little. In order to make a real impact, I need to do all of this. Just do the little that you can do. Bring the five loaves and two fish. God likes to work little by little. Sometimes He likes to work little by little. I was inspired by, in Deuteronomy, they hadn't. The Israelites hadn't reached the promised land. They have not reached the promised land. Moses tells them something very interesting. Moses tells them, The Lord your God will drive out nations before you little by little. Little by little. You will be unable to destroy them at once. Lest the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. The Lord could have easily took all the enemies of Israel and gone. Take two, three hundred men from Israel and destroy the whole area and Israel could have taken the promised land and it would have been great. But God says, I'm going to do this little by little. Why did God tell them, I'm going to do this little by little? I think this is an image of our spiritual life. In our spiritual life, we will grow little by little. All our enemies will not be defeated now on day one. We will struggle in sin and we will defeat it little by little. And God will be very happy with that. If every day we offer our five loaves and our two fish, if we every day we offer the little that we have, I'm not saying you have to read the whole Bible or you have to read the whole Agbaya every day or you have to, yani, you know, the whole day be singing praise. I'm not saying that. I'm saying offer little by little, and every day you offer little by little. Over time, it can become take over the whole area. And drive out all the enemies. All the saints, they progressed in their life of holiness little by little. The, the, the catastrophe is that we don't even go little by little. (laughs) As we say, uh, we sleep, we go negative, we go the other way. That's not little by little. (laughs) Every day, read, like, grow in your spiritual life. Read a spiritual book. Meditate on something nice. Grow every day, little by little. Which of the three personalities are you? Are you the one that pawns responsibility off? Are you the person that cares for things but is not willing to lift your finger? Or do you care about things and you offer the little that you have? I hope all of us, we offer the little that we have. And glory be to God forever. Amen.